in the morning my mom my bhaiya my bhabhi we were sitting at the table and i'm like ki uh, the company is kicking me out they are like why i'm like because i don't know like they are doing it for everybody they are like it's impossible it's been 7 years talk to your manager do this do that but i'm like no they are kicking me out this i made a story why because they will never agree to the fact that i came with 1000 inr you could say 13 dollars in hand survive for a month eight once in a day got a high paying job and leaving the job again and coming on ground zero so i made a story then they didn't had any option apart from getting it approved okay why did i leave the job on learning what i learned because what i realized what my pattern was until 2012 when i didn't had anything i used to learn a lot of things but when i got a job so my thought process my learning stopped somewhere and i didn't got a chance to learn something new so i thought it's the right time to unlearn everything because the world has changed and learn everything from the very beginning again come to ground zero again see your bank account with nothing and then you know start your thinking once again because the world has changed pretty well Hello everyone, my name is Dean Long and welcome to the podcast Lifeline. In this podcast, I will interview people who are having a positive impact in their community and have a strong message that deserves to be shared. We will dive deeper into their journey becoming a change maker and hopefully you can take away some insights for your own journey. And please do subscribe to Lifeline on YouTube, Apple Podcasts or any platform that you are using and also you can share this episode with your friends if you like it. It's really what helps me the most. In today's episode, you will meet Amit Jain, who is a co-founder of Mitikelang, a social enterprise working towards generating livelihoods for women in India. They train women entrepreneurs to start small businesses and support them to sell their handicraft across the country. We discuss his journey escaping poverty, finding a decent job, and building Mitikelang, his gratefulness to all the people who supported him throughout his life, and his drive to give back to them. We go through the evolution of Mitikelang over the years from a local charity project in Pune to a national organization and the transition from being donation based to their current social enterprise model. Amit is truly a people's person, he's always curious and questioning everything. He's a proud budget traveler and he's also a good friend of Shomi from episode 4 and of Edward from episode 19. I hope you enjoy this episode and see you soon. So yeah, hello, hello Amit. एडवर्ड <laughs> right <laughs> so everything is connected yeah another bhaiya and yeah who i i also interviewed him for episode 
so yeah, so great to see that everything uh, is connected. And yeah, then I actually appeared on your podcast, Humans of Mitikera. Uh, so the host was Manvi. It was about community building. And yeah, now I, and then I just follow what you do with Mitikera. So I'm actually really impressed by what you do, the online platform. And yeah, I bought some gifts for my colleague Anisha. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, anyway, um, that was for a long intro. Uh, but yeah, super excited to have you, Amit, today. And maybe we can just start if you'd like to introduce yourself, a bit what you do these days, where you come from. Well, thank you so much uh, for having me for this podcast today. Well, I'm from India. I'm from Pune, a town in Maharashtra. Things are pretty not good, not bad in India right now, but we all have been learning and growing. Uh, so just uh, to share about my journey, I come from a town in Maharashtra, in India, uh, wherein I did my schooling, my graduation. And uh, my childhood was pretty awesome and pretty tough. I lost my father at a very early age, but uh, luckily my grandfather, my uncle and auntie, uh, my grandfather opened a shop for my mother. Then my uncle and auntie gave us uh, food, clothes and everything to, you know, that was a big support. And uh, being a single parent child, you tend to be uh, naughty, uh, mischievous, you know, so that was I. Until fifth standard, I was pretty good at studies, but later on, I started really not getting good marks. Then, uh, so what happens is uh, like, you know, particularly when you are uh, in 10th standard, the only option which is there for you is uh, you can only do engineering or take science. Then only, you know, you'll be able to survive or able to earn a good salary. So that was my plan. But being bad at studies, even I was uh, in shock. Okay, what stream should I choose? But uh, then I just took science in 11, 12th. And uh, to just... Uh, uh, conclude about my this past is I wanted to do engineering but uh, you know uh, due to the lack of funds I just moved to a BCom degree and then done then, then my graduation in India in, in, in my town and I came to Pune in 2012 to look for a job and in India particularly when you do BCom for the international audience it's like graduation uh, 12 plus 3 and uh, BCom honors what we call commerce finance uh, so I came to Pune and at that time, even I was told that you don't get a job if you do that degree. I'm like, let me try. If I don't get anything, I'll go back to my hometown and I'll do something else. I couldn't do MBA because again, fees was pretty high. So I had to uh, move to a job. Then I came to Pune in 2012 again. And uh, so I, when I came, I came with 1000 rupees. We were uh, not that uh, rich at that time. We were a little poor, uh, but I survived for a month, eight once in a day, applied to a couple of jobs. And luckily, uh, one company hired me and uh, the salary was very low, like 8,000 Indian rupees. Uh, you can move, convert to dollars, you know, 8,000 INR. And I was very happy. Oh my God, how, 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 how on earth I got a job? And I, told, I called my mom, Ki mom, I got a job. We were all very happy. But, you know, I had a habit of talking to people. I don't know why. So I just talking to one of my friends. He just said, Ki, okay, go to this company and just apply. If nothing takes place, not, not a big deal. I went to that company with an intention that they are not going to hire me because they want experienced people and with an MBA degree because of that uh, destination they were hiring. So I went there, I applied. And luckily, we were like 18, 20 in the first round. Everyone told me, Amit, you are doing a mistake because if you don't get uh, hired over here, you won't be able to apply again. And at the end, I was the only one which which was there for the last interview. 
and uh, I went for the interview. And this part is very, very funny and very uh, how you connect the dots because the manager asked me the moment I went into the meeting room, uh, you have worn the sports shoes. Why not a formal shoes? I'm like, I don't have the money to, you know, buy the formal shoes. So he's like, okay, then the interview started and I was able to talk to him very perfectly well. Then what happened? He called someone from Brazil's because the designation which they were hiring, they weren't hiring for MBA or the experience, not hiring for the freshers. So she came in and she started talking to me. And you know, what's the funniest part? I was able to understand each and single line what she said about the global finance scenario. Because in my graduation, I, I don't know why, but I was listening to BBC podcast quite often. So the accent, I was able to understand. You know, and I never thought this would help me in my job, which will change my life and my career forever. And to cut the long story short, I got the job in the night and the package was four times high, which I was getting. Everyone was surprised. How on, how on earth can I got a job? So that's my journey until Pune and until, you know, I got a job. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing it. So everyone <laughs> listen to BBC podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, I, I I really want to go back to your childhood. I always start to start with people's childhood, um, but maybe to contextualize everything, um, yeah, would you like to share a bit about yeah, mitigating and um, what you do with that? Because I know it's awesome work, and it can also yeah, I think it would be nice for everyone to have this in mind, and then yeah, we can yeah go back and forth in in your chronology. <laughs> Right. Uh, so Mittikeran, again, this is really a big, big, what you say, you know, like we all read in the books, ki, okay, we should just do it, just do this and all. So just to give a background about Mittikeran, in 2012, I got a job. First of all, I tried to learn what is an urban city looks like, because for me, Pune was the first thing, you know, first urban city I ever came to, to proper stay here. First time, you know, like, you know, I went to all the malls uh, to eat pizzas and to just explore the city because the people who are already in urban, it, it might sound very funny, but for someone like me who comes from a town wherein we don't know anything, you know, not am about mall and all those stuffs. So, so I just tried to explore about Pune and two years I learned about Pune and Mumbai. Mumbai is pretty close from here. And in 2014, my mom uh, came to Pune from the town to be with me, you know, so we can be together. And then while talking, we realized all our entire life, uh, grandfather opened a shop, my uncle, auntie, my cousins gave us food. And even, you know, when I used to wake up on my birthday, we used to just wait that my aunt will come and give me a t-shirt and I'll go to the school and, you know, wear that on the, my birthday. So whatever we are today is all because of them, because what they have given from the birth, from the childhood, you know, food and everything. So we thought, okay, let's give back to society. And very honestly, because for me, I come from a, like not that from a good financial background. So for me, money was very important because I haven't seen money. So I thought I'll do MBA. I'll switch my job. I'll go to abroad to, you know, work and all. Then in 2014, we started Mittike Ranga with just a simple idea. Ki, okay, we will collect the clothes from people. We will collect the books, collect the food and we'll donate to the people who need that. And why we did that? Because all my life, I was been given something by someone. So we thought, let's start. And the plan was very simple. That's it. So we did for a couple of months. And for a couple of, like, first six months, I was pretty alone. So if you have heard about OLX and uh, 
uh, OLX and you know one more right so wherein you can list okay if people want to donate something it's like an open where people can just uh, sell whatever they want to so I just use those platform and I just added the content that if you want to donate something your old clothes old books just contact me for the surprise in the first initial weeks I got so many calls that you know for five days mon- Monday to Friday I used to work and then Saturday Sunday I used to call them okay, okay I'll come to your home I'll collect the clothes so I used to take my bike which my brother gave it to me and we used to go and I used to oh no on my bike I can keep the clothes on my on the on the petrol tank and I used to collect those donate then again go and donate so that's how that's how we work for six months and and also a very interesting story here uh, we always think the people who are of low strata for example auto driver the security guard and people who we don't think they would they would be of any help the auto driver was the first person who joined MKR and he was the first supporter of MKR so I just gave him one t-shirt he's like sir ki, it's a good initiative after a few days he called me if you need any help to collect the clothes just call me I'll keep 20% for my locality so you know I can donate to them and for myself and 80% you tell me whom to donate I'll donate so my tension gets over he used to I should tell him okay go and collect so this is how we grow and uh, here comes the power of social media how we grow from 0 to 1 and 1 to 50 like whoever donated the stuff we start like started tagging on social media Facebook and Instagram and then they later become a volunteers so you know then they used to go and collect from their locality that's how the network started growing and all so initial first year this is how we went and uh, so then 2014 we started 2015 16 17 18 and this five years we used to work uh, like on a random topics wherein we are collecting clothes environment celebrating festivals in the NGOs in the slums areas where the simple funda was people should get to know about those NGOs in the locality so you know they can go and help and in these five years uh, I, I met my co-founder in 2015 Mr. Saket Deshmukh and after my uncle aunt okay so after my mom gave birth to me after my grandfather opened a shop, after my uncle and gave food to us, after I came to job, thanks to my manager, Saket Deshmukh is the person, the co-founder, who changed the entire course for Mitti Kerang. Because he comes from a very good background of learning how to run a startup, how things work. So because of his insight, his help and his support, Mitti, Mitti Kerang is what, what it is today. Because I, I come from a BCom background, I was working for a couple of years, so I was knowing nothing. So, you know, I met him in 2015, 2016, uh, in that period. And in four years, most of the time we had, ki, okay, we will close Mitti Kerang because nothing is happening. I was getting pressure, not pressure, but family was asking me, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time? Because, you know, for them, they know where we come from. So they are like, okay, do something more. So that's how the scenario was. But so, yeah, that is what we do at Mitti Kerang until 2019, until I left my job. So... After I left my job, that's a complete story altogether. Thanks for sharing yeah, the stories from yeah from the birth to 2019. Before you share, like post-2019, uh, like the phase two of Mitty Kedang, I just I'd like to come back on the sentence you said, which I think is very powerful. Uh, you said people were helping me all my life, people were giving me things all my life. And you said it started when you were three at the death of your father. And you know this sentence or this is it something you realized as you grew up, or is it something you realized by looking back at, at your life and your childhood? Uh, looking back at my childhood, because uh, until I get got the job, until I got what uh, you know the settled life, 
I didn't uh, really realize what I've been through. But when I got the job, when I started reading, when I started getting salary in my account, when I started getting to eat what I want in the restaurant and getting to do what I wanted to do. So, you know, like what I think all the time, generating curiosity. So what happens with that? Uh, for example, for me, for anybody, uh, we have one expectation in our life. And once we meet that, then our mind start thinking, what next? So I always uh, tell myself and tell friends or people I meet that whatever you have in mind, just do it. Because once you do that, then you can think more clearly, okay, what I have to do next. For my entire life, until my graduation, money, job, and my future was in my mind. So when I got that, then I realized, okay, when I look back, this was my journey. So time to start again. No, it's very interesting. Like um, if you have something in mind, just do it. When you started Mitikirang, you know, 2014, what was your initial objective or purpose? Like, did you have this, I don't know, you know, big vision, 10-year vision, I want to, you know, Mitikirang to you know, solve whatever issue or were you just, okay, let's just collect clothes, collect anything we can, redistribute it and looking at day-to-day stuff. Yeah, what was uh, a bit like your state of mind when you started Mitikirang? Right. So my state of mind was, okay, Amit, today I woke up, I am thinking to do this. I went on Google, I went on, on the OLX and the Quicker website. I just posted that, okay, if you want to donate clothes, call me. That's it. And I just kept doing. Even we didn't had a name with Tikirang until a year, I think. So on one fine day, I called my brother. I'm like, bro, uh, I, I need help. He's like, why what do you need help in? I'm like, I'm not getting to know what name should we keep. Then he suggested this name. And, you know, Mitti Keram means colors of soil. Uh, and being a, a 21, 22, 23 at that time, I wanted some fancy name, you know, because, you know, being a uh, young, you want something fancy. I'm like, this is a very desi name. But uh, then we didn't have any option at that time. So we just kept it. And now when we look back, we are like, we are so damn lucky we took this name. So... To answer your question, there was no vision, there was no mission, there was, we never thought I'll be doing this, I'll be taking this full time. Forget about vision and mission. Or I'll be doing more than one year. So, yeah. Oh, it's interesting because it's, uh, you know, like now, now it's so big, it's also phase two. You might have saying, yeah, you know, I had this vision from day one, you know, I wanted to do this. And I guess, I mean, I can, I can see it, you know, you, you saw this issue in your day to you're like, I have time on, on weekends, I can do that. But then I guess everything that happened, all the second wave of volunteers extra was not what you expected. And I guess from just to add on what you said, like your co-founder, he arrived in 2015. So I guess it's, it's what he brought as well to the team, right? Like the having a vision purpose etc right mr saket deshmukh we met in 2015 and uh, so we just discussed you know what we are doing at, at that time and very honestly till 2019 we became so good friends you know he he, he was a part of mkr i was a part of mkr we had a lot of volunteers coming in so even when we met until four to three to four years we never thought we will become a co-founders in this because we both we're working just, we wanted to work. You know, it was like passion and 
because whenever we used to think about mitti ke rang we used to talk about mitti ke rang or plan about that we never used to get tired it was like oh wow what a awesome moment let's do something so i think when you get a co-founder when you get someone as a co-founder it's very important you be with them for four to five years as a good friend and never have in mind ki okay you both are going to be you know being a, becoming a co-founders in this so but luckily because the the quality the 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 experience he brings in on the table is something which really kept going mitti ke rang for 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 three to four years wherein we had a lot of uh, uh you know not surety ki what to do what work we should be doing but it's his ideas and most importantly what he says he he always uh, tells me always think what not to do because when you know what not to do you can things focus on the things which you should do so you know this line of him and also my attitude of just do it or let's experiment comes from him because you know he always tells me is there any any harm in doing this what losses you going to be facing any monetary or any physical or any reputational if there is no financial if there is no reputational if there is no loss for anybody let's do it and then see what you know what comes after that so like he like because of his experience we have we have really grown 5 years extra compared to you know what we would have grown in 2026 before moving on i i i also wanted to come back on one point you mentioned just to you mentioned you wanted you had this like dream or to to study to become an engineer and study engineering uh you mentioned you had to switch to commerce because of lack of funding i just wonder when you say lack of funding is it because for engineering you need to study in another city or is it because engineering schools there is higher tuition fee like what what happened right so yeah it was higher tuition fees i have to move to a different city and also i uh, the percentage which i got you know i couldn't go, get the college which might charge very less i have to take the private institute uh, so yeah that was a, a major point and also you know lack of confidence at that time because because already we don't have much funds and if we take loan or something like that and i, I was not good in studies also and why i wanted to do engineering because in my mind it was the only option which will give me a well paid job because that's what i was being told by everybody so that became a dream in my head so you know that was the all and then when i did my commerce everybody told me ki okay mba is the next future so i started doing my studies for mba so after my graduation i gave my examinations for mba colleges again the fees are very high i couldn't take admission into mba so i have to the only option left for me was doing a job and again people told me you can't get a job because you have done bcom so everything was against but everything was in favor so i am like just try i came to pune i applied for a couple of jobs and also one important factor uh, my english was very bad even now i struggle in grammar because but in my graduation what i did i took a newspaper stand in front of the mirror and i used to talk with myself for like couple of hours in english so because i believe if your tongue get habitual to any language again and again again and again your subconscious mind get that english language so that's how i improve my language i listen to bbc podcast and you know i was able to crack my first ever thing which changed my entire life what you said reminds me of a story from see those famous stories from jack ma you know what he did to learn english you know jack ma was this like billionaire chinese guy of alibaba he was just going out in the street and looking at who were foreigner and asking them hey 
I will show you around if we only speak in English. So he was doing this at you know, his childhood between 10 and 15 to 18. And it's how he learned English, uh, just going out there. And it's funny, you know, because from Jack, my example or your example, it's something that actually anyone can do. Everyone can speak in front of the mirror. Anyone can go out and, and spot the foreigners, right? But the thing is, not anyone does it. So I wonder why, like, how come, wh wh what's in your brain that, you know, tells you to do it? Yeah, I just wonder what is special about you so that you come up with this idea and you do it and you stay a few hours to do that. Uh, because I just wanted to come out of the thing I was in. It was all because what I learned, ki, okay, you, you should know English and uh, you should do engineering and whatever I kept doing, it was all because I just wanted a job. Very honestly, because, you know, I have seen, uh, I've seen uh, poverty and everything. Uh, so I just don't want that in the future because I used to read a lot of novels at that time. And one of the novels, which not one, but three novels, which really changed my life. So in 12th standard, in 10 plus 2, after I did my uh, 12th, I, I came to Pune to look for the college, you know, but I have to go back to my hometown. So in Pune, uh, near the Vaishali restaurant, there is one place, ABC, where you get a lot of uh, old books. So I just went there and I took three books, you know, I think five or two, two rupees, five books, uh, two cents. Uh, first was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Second, How to Stop, stop Worrying and Start Living. Third, The Secret by Rhonda Bryan. So these three books, I just kept reading, kept reading, kept reading. So one thing was very clear in my mind at that time, I don't know what other things, that if you have a problem, face it and solve it. Thus, don't keep cribbing about it, which I found in all my peers that they know English. If they don't learn, they will be a problem, but they won't struggle to learn for it. Everybody knows you have to do this, but they don't do it. And they just keep cribbing because, you know, that gives them the energy. That gives them the smoke. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm not doing this. So, you know, that is what motivated me to do whatever I felt it might help me or I'm not good at. So I just kept doing it. Yeah. It's, no, for me, it's really impressive, you know, because I, there's one sentence I, I always say that you don't know what you don't know. And you were telling me that you live in poverty and you want to get out of, of this. But the thing is, you, you want to get out, and, but you don't know where you are heading. And it's also, you know, like, what, what was the difference from, you know, youth from Delhi or youth from more like grassroots communities? It's a, it's a lack of opportunities and also, yeah, maybe lack of, I don't know, quality education or whatever. But, you know, from, for the youth living in, in more grassroots communities, it's he or she doesn't know all the opportunities out there. But in your case, it didn't stop you to figure out that there were other opportunities and other world out there. So for me, I always find it so impressive that you have the power to find out by yourself and go out there. And what I learned, you know, in this, like, again, it's a really, very really surprising factor. The, the people who come from tier two, tier three cities grow more compare to the one who are only in the Taiwan cities. I'll tell you why. Because, you know, for example, you're in Cambodia, you were in France. So if we tell you, okay, you're going to Cambodia, you're going to France, 
you won't be surprised to see the street to see the people to see the cafe they won't be a wow moment for you because you are living in and out in that so generating curiosity is something when i came from a town to to town one everything was new for me so i see that change from a very fresh perspective because in a urban city every day something is changing and the people who are staying over there they don't realize the change so they don't grow and that is why when i talk to people who are from the urban city they have been studying from the childhood they don't realize how opportunities are for them but what i believe if if a tire two tire city guy or girl like anybody can at least try to do something they have a very open platter to do that that's the biggest difference i think i saw somewhere and you said it as well like you are hungry for curiosity but you didn't say it like this but <laughs> so you're like always curious um what is so is it just a, a mindset or did you train yourself to be always no. curious or do you have some tips to be more curious no because i have no, i had nothing so for me everything was new so that made my mind oh okay this 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 is this so that uh, mindset because from the birth i didn't had anything so for me everything was new so you know that got into my dna automatically so i didn't walked upon them or like did anything i see cool and yeah to come back on on a bit on uh yeah mitikering so yeah so you started it in 2014 without necessarily any long term objective but just to help your community then your co-founder arrived in 2015 so brought a lot of skills and yeah you mentioned so you left your job in 2019 so yeah just wondering Yeah, why did you leave the job, or is it something that you were thinking about for a long time? And and was it specifically to to run Mitikering full time as well? Wow! So uh, you know, I came uh, home in the night, and uh, in the morning, my mom, my brother, my baby, we were sitting at the uh, at the table, and I'm like, "Ki, uh, I uh, the company is kicking me out." They're like, "Why?" I'm like because I don't know. I'm like they are doing it for everybody. They are like it's impossible. It's been seven years. Talk to your manager. Do this. Do that. But I'm like no. They are kicking me out. This I made a story. Why? Because they will never agree to the fact that I came with one thousand INR. You could say fifteen dollars or thirteen dollars in hand. Survive for a month, eight eight months in a day. Got a job, high paying job, and leaving the job again and coming on ground zero. So I made a story. Then they didn't had any option apart from getting it uh, approved, convinced. It was notice period for for two months. Then I left the job. Okay. So when why did I left the job? So there were a couple of point, you know, like because uh, when I went to Jagrat Yatra in 2016, that time I got to know okay things are like that. Uh, so my first flight uh, when I sat in aeroplane was in 2017, and that was to Malaysia. Not also domestic, where I went to the Commonwealth Summit. So you know that's how my life has changed from 2016 or 2015 to, till now. And uh, I was doing a backpacking, you know, every year when I was working because when you work in a corporate, you get a leave of 15 days. So I used to take a 15 day leave, plan 10, 12 cities back to back because I had a network. So I met people, I explored a lot of stuffs. In 2018, I think I got to know about backpacking, about you know being a nomad and all those things. 
So I wanted to backpack. I wanted to explore new things. I wanted to take full time mitti ke rang. So that won't. Uh, so very frankly, taking mitti ke rang full time was the only point to leave my job. My more pointers were okay. I have the. I want to do backpacking across India, across the globe. Mitti ke rang like you could take seventy five percent and and just explore more areas because you know working in a company again and like doing the same thing again and again. and expecting different results so that doesn't take you anywhere and the last point was on learning what i learned because what i realized what my pattern was until 2012 2013 when i didn't had anything i used to learn a lot of things but when i got a job so my thought process my learning stopped somewhere and i didn't got a chance to learn something new so i thought it's the right time to unlearn everything because the world has changed and learn everything from the from the very beginning again come to ground zero again see your bank account with nothing and then you know start your thinking once again because the world has changed pretty well after 2015 the online things has comes in so yeah that was a pointers and yeah mitti ke rang so why again so you know we, we have a center in pune where we used to uh, train women entrepreneurs to make paper bag cloth bag tea light candles and all so i realized ki okay this is really growing and uh, with the job so very frankly from 2014 till 2019 for 7 years i used to work for 15 to 18 hours a day like 10 hours or 12 hours a job and 4 to 5 hours mitti ke rang that's gave me the confidence 2019 okay you can give it a shot because you have the experience you have worked so hard for that and you can do that so i'm like let's take a leap and just try it One super interesting thing I wanted to speak about. I mean, there's so many things I want to speak about, so it will be difficult to have a consistent order. But you, you only say two things on your LinkedIn profile. One is mitikering. The other one is about your backpacking experiences. Um. So yeah, I wonder. Like, I, I always wondered: is it is it linked to mitikering, or is it just is it something else? Or and and how did you decide to? Yeah, can you share about your first backpacking experiences also? Right. So backpacking, I think if I'm not wrong, I I, I did. Uh, I I went to Delhi, and from Delhi I went to something Chandigarh, Delhi, and uh, Agra, and all those connecting places. So so what happens when you travel? You know, like because for me, as I said, uh, whenever I hear something new. i just go deep into that so then backpacking solo backpacking nomading all things started coming in so i just explored and i already had a network so my stay my food was almost taken care of and so i used to do one day one city for example one day i went to agra i ha- i know someone who will take care of me who will get the bike take me around i'll go to next city so that's how you know i save my time in terms of exploring myself and learning everything but take help of someone who knows everything So that was the first, and then every year I kept doing, kept doing. And it, it's not linked to Miti Kering or the... nothing. Okay, okay, okay. I... <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but you know uh, how it got connected un- unconsciously and unintentionally. That you know I started meeting a lot of uh, friends who are into NGOs or into social entrepreneurship. Uh, so I, in the latest backpack, which is on my LinkedIn, I met a lot of women entrepreneurs. So I went to Nepal. I went to uh you know in the nepal i met in the pokhara in in pokhara i met the entire corporation who got elected recently which was women on women uh, politicians i met everybody of them so yeah it how some word got connected 
But if you ask me, mitti ke rang is very different, and my backpacking is very different. For me, it's very interesting because I also discovered myself through backpacking. The first time I had the chance to backpack, I, I was nineteen, and I joined like this NGO in Iceland. So I was volunteering with them for you know one week and a half, two weeks. So we were, we had to organize cultural events in the capital city, and then I had one week and a half all by myself, and it's the first time. I backpacked. Uh, so it was the first time I went abroad, and I hitchhiked throughout the whole country. It's a very small country. It's like it's smaller than one state, maybe smaller than Delhi. <laughs> uh, but I just hitchhiked everywhere. And from that moment, I always try to get one week, two weeks by myself. I would backpack as well. And back then, you know, student. Student, I, I don't have a lot of budget, so trying to, yeah, just do uh, with as low cost as possible. But it's how I discovered myself, and just a few learning that you know, I, I, I developed my confidence through backpacking because you know you are responsible for yourself, you are responsible for your own experience. You know, if if you have a bad day, it's usually, I mean. In my case, you know your own fault because you didn't manage to meet people, you didn't manage to go in the right places, you didn't manage to do this and that. And for me, it really taught me about entrepreneurial mindset to really, you know, take ownership of the outcomes. Uh, so that for me, that was a big learning, and also leadership and being confident and being super sociable with people. You know, you just you know to survive and and not spend the whole day by yourself you have to speak to people and yeah i just wondered like what were maybe some of your learnings from all your backpacking trips whether it's personal but also about your country or yeah anything that you'd like to share so there were two quotes which i used to follow unconsciously again first is uh, you know what is the biggest truth in the world like what i think is the biggest truth in the world Is that everything is a lie? Mm. I'll tell you why. Because you know, as you have backpack, so whatever we we read in the news, we read in the books, and we we hear from people. But when you go and travel, you are you are like, shit! I was being stupid all my life. This is entirely different what I have heard about this particular place, about particular uh, culture. So you know, it matches everybody. For example, South India for me, I love the place. Like you know. I love the place Sri Lanka. I went to. I went to Nepal. So that is first thing which I was following, and it luckily you know also got connected. Second, make connection when you don't need the most. In that way, you make people meet people without any expectation and and all. So when I went for backpacking, this both quote really helped me to you know talk to people and just explore. And one major learning which uh, I learned from this backpacking was. uh you know what is that uh, i'm not trying to uh, okay uh mindset stability and or oh, you could quote in that way my mind has become so strong that i can face anything now so you know i have literally uh, unconsciously my mind has been trained to get adjust in anything so what also this you might have also learned in the backpacking you know you meet people in sri lanka for example i was bitten by a dog the whole night so so you know like if you have been to sri lanka there is a place called uh, uh, beulla and betulla so i was supposed to go to i think betulla i again but i went to beulla i think 
So my entire plan got changed. I went to the bus stand. The bus was late for one hour. At the last five minutes, I was catching my bus. The dog came and just bite me. It was night. I went to the hospital nearby quickly. They say they don't. The private doesn't treat rabies. So I went to the another city in the midnight. I searched for a hostel in the morning. I went to all the again the private key. You know, it uh, should be done very quickly. Again, they they didn't took me. I went to the government hospital because that was the only place. Five hundred people were in the line. I had a, I hadn't eaten anything because you know uh, because of the all the back uh, back to back. it was like heat and all summer so luckily i spoke to a doctor i'm like from india this is this so luckily she gave me a bad and in like 5 to 6 hours i got treated four to five injection on my wound and all and then i came back now you know like you know we, we are a survivors so i again backpack with that and then i went to colombo and flew back to india so this experience is like what else can you expect more bad to happen when you when you get to see this <laughs> <laughs> I really love your second quote as well. I mean, the first one I love it. It's something I never thought about, so it's very interesting. And second one, it's it's also a sentence I love to say and share with people, like meet people before. I mean, just meet people to meet people. Don't meet people because you need to meet them or because you want to extract something from them. And it's funny because when I just look at your profiles or what you do you're like the people person you know the network guy looks like you know every everyone in india <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time it, it looks like everyone loves you back and i think it's because you have this mindset of you don't meet people to extract everything and take out everything out from them and now there's this um a bit off topic but i i this day i speak a lot about this and i think it applies to you So it's something I, I I speak a lot with Linka, giver and taker. And recently, I discovered that there are two types of givers. The first one is a self self sacrificing giver, who gives first to everything, but without thinking about your personal interest. And second giver who still tries to give first, help people, but it still contributes to your personal interest. And it's like the most successful giver because you will not burn out by, um, yeah, just by by trying to support as many people as possible. When I talk to you and I read, you know, all the comments, there's, there's something here like where people really appreciate being around you. And maybe just to make you blush, I wanted to share something that Edward wrote about you. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Let me let me let me read it. He wrote a LinkedIn recommendation, and he wrote, "It is rare to find someone who is as committed to helping those in need as Amit. I have had the pleasure of traveling with him for 16 days across India, during which his purpose to make opportunities accessible to all was evident. I was particularly impressed by his vision of a world where everyone has equal opportunities." It is unfortunate that we do not have more people like Amit. Oh, my God! Uh, <laughs> and yeah, no, just I think it's a and and yeah, I just want to share because people cannot see it, but yeah, I, I've seen these kind of comments everywhere, 
in every YouTube video, every LinkedIn post. And I was like, well, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, um, I mean, you'll come back to that maybe. And uh, I mean, it's linked to, I mean, everything you said, it's not bullshit. Just want to say that. Uh, and we haven't arrived yet at second phase of Mythic Uh So yeah, maybe I'll let you share. Yeah, could you share a bit like, so you quit your job, you become full-time uh, on Mythic Hearing. Can you share a bit how, so yeah, what happened from, from this moment? All right. Uh, so what happened, you know, like uh, what we realized over the period that uh, the word NGO uh, with due respect, because we run Mitikarang for five years. Uh, but what we realize, you know, whenever we tell anybody that, okay, we run an NGO or you're from an NGO background, people have the preconceived notion. Okay, this might be helping the poor people. The poor picture comes into picture. And, you know, you should wear the, the traditional dhoti kurta, you know, and uh, if you're doing the NGO stuff and you might be very old, you might have a lot of money or you might be... Uh, looking for donations and all. So these are the preconceived notion which really stops you to make it sustainable model and to grow towards more impact and let's towards charity. So the co-founder, Mr. Sake Deshmukh, and we were discussing, okay, let's move Mitti Kirang from an NGO to a social venture because the women entrepreneurs which we have in our center, they can make the uh, product and can earn through dignity and not through charity. So that time we decided, okay, let's move from an NGO culture to a social venture culture, wherein any product which they make, we will sell through the quality and not through the charity. For example, even if you see on the website, if you see Mitti Kerang, any social media post or any, whatever we work, like the culture of Mitti Kerang is set that, okay, we are not selling charity. We do promote stories, what the women make. But if you read very clearly, we don't tell you to buy because, you know, you, you will support charity. And even you won't believe for the holy boxes we did campaign, for the candle we did campaign. And right now we got 300 plus orders. When you open the website, because you have already purchased, you might have get a red poster, 100% refund, no question asked. This we're doing every day. If a customer DMs us, okay, the bottle is broken, if this is not good. So, you know, I argue with customers on the point wherein we will refund the money to them. And they argue with us that we don't want the refund. That is the argument which we have with the customers. Can you believe this? So that is the culture which we try to set. No, if you are not happy with the product, there's no charity. We will. So what we do, we give the, uh, the price to women entrepreneur and to the customer. Because MKR is responsible to manage both the quality from both the ends. So that, that's what's different we are trying to do uh, when we moved from an NGO to a social venture point of view in 2019, from the month of April, 26th March, 27th March, I left my job from 27th March till 30th April. I used to wake up every single day thinking, what the fuck I'm doing? <laughs> I, you know, like, I don't have a vision, like how people are going to buy this, what we are going to do. And all those things used to come into our mind and the pressure from all the colleagues, uh, all the family, you know, now you left the job, what are you doing? So with that mindset, with the help of co-founder, we kept doing, kept doing. And now we could say whatever we did for seven years, now we are getting the fruit out of that. Well, that's super interesting because, uh, I mean, NGO transition to social enterprise is a big topic. And yeah, I wondered because I think from why did, how, 
So you had this idea, okay, we will transition, have our own revenue streams. Why particularly products made by women? Like, was it something, because from my understanding, from the first years of Mitty Kenning, you were working and trying to support not only women, right? But pretty much like all, all communities in need. Um, so yeah, I wondered how did you do practically this transition and why did you yeah, decided, okay, we'll work with women entrepreneurs, uh, train them to produce handicraft and then sell it. How was the thought process and yeah, how did you, how did you do that? Right. So I'm from 2014 till 2017, 20, 2018, you know, like a lot of thoughts had come in, ki, okay, we will do this, we will do that charity, you know and uh, going to slums, going to NGOs and all. And I was just focused on my uh, job and, you know, doing something for the MB or something. But and MCAR was getting close a lot of time because we didn't have a vision. So when I did a backpacking and also a lot of uh, people we met, I, me and my co-founder, even if we talk every, like we talk at least for one or two hours every day. Okay. And because of the COVID, the place where I work from, he stays exactly opposite. We haven't met for a month, single time. We just talk on call. You know, that saves a lot of time and, you know, that also helps us to uh, be at our pace and discuss. Uh, so why I point, uh, what this point, so we used to brainstorm a lot. Okay, we did this, we did that. How can we make this sustainable? Okay, if we are dependent on funding, we have the biggest problem of the funding in the NGO sector. You have to portray what you're not doing. At this stage, uh, with this podcast, 90% people would think I'm a stupid they won't think this is right, but I'll, I'll love to bring this out through your uh, network. Don't take me wrong. When it comes to grant, when it comes to funding, and when you check on social media, this particular have empowered a million people. This particular have empowered a million women. This particular have done million. So very frankly, even I know, you know, everybody know, if you would have empowered millions with a perfect plan, no one would have been poor on the first go. Second, empowering means empower the word change for everybody from person to person. With all due respect, because I learned this right now, you know, even I was of the opinion before this. So if you train a particular woman for one hour, you can't really term the word empower. What after that? If you do something, you know, like million, thousands, if you see MKR post, which we make it very effectively, we never go with the numbers because people want to attract people with the numbers. We don't want to do that bullshit. We're like, we do this, period. Lot of media had come in, okay, we want to publish about the work. I'm like, this is a story. No, but you know, can we mention like you have helped uh, thousands and all? I'm like, no. You can't do that because we haven't done it. If we would have done it, there would be no charity. So yeah, that is like, you know, everybody, if people would listen to this, they would say, Ki, this is a mad guy. But you know, this is frankly, because my mom, uh, so why we moved into product in 2019, because my grandfather opened a shop for my mother, tailoring shop. With that amount, we were able to at least survive for studies. And my uncle aunt took care of something else. So when you give employment, and also the biggest factor, because I've been in this field from a couple of years, I've spoken to so many women entrepreneurs, so many people, you know, when we tell them, okay, we will give you training. They're like, okay, not a problem. 
But you know what is the biggest problem for them, or biggest thing which they want is money in the bank account. We all go to okay. We will train thousands of people. You come. We will do a Zoom call. We will do this. But what is the basic they want is the money in the bank account, which we don't focus on. My mother was able to earn through the tailoring, because of which we had some savings. So that is what we wanted to do. Okay, let's have only five women, ten women, fifty women, or hundred women, but make sure every month some amount is getting into the account, and uh, they are earning something, and that can help the women into the personal life. The best example. When I left the job in the month of March, April to July, we were making paper bag and cloth bag. Until one day, my co-founder said, "Ki okay, Amit, let's do candle for Diwali." I'm like, "Okay." At that time, we had zero knowledge about candle. We we had a big question mark because we moved from an NGO to a social venture. Will people support us? Because people want to see charity. People want to see, you know, uh, in Hindi, garibi, and they only know NGO. They don't know anything about social venture. We are like, let's do it. That attitude which we have, we did it. And at that time in Maharashtra, we had a, like massive floods. We weren't aware what to do. We made, so to cut the long story short, in those forty days, four zero, women entrepreneurs got trained. Five women entrepreneurs how to make candle. We trained them. We started marketing. In forty days, we sold fifty two thousand candles. Each women entrepreneur were were able to earn seventeen thousand five hundred INR directly into the bank account before Diwali. Before we started this in the month of September, uh, her mother-in-law, her husband, or uh, the widow who doesn't have a husband, and her father or father-in-law, they're like, "Why are you doing this? How much are you gonna earn?" They were against. When they got seventeen point five k, her mother-in-law, father-in-law, husband. We're spreading this message, my bahu, like my uh, what you call bahu in English, uh, <laughs> but I, uh, you know the the husband's wife. What do you call in English? Shit. As a okay, husband's wife. <laughs> yeah, husband's wife. Like someone's wife. What do you call in uh, English? So, yeah, wife, wife, wife. Yeah, the wife. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you know, I I told my grammar is not good or English. So uh, they all spoke them about to everybody in the society in the slum area. They much they earn this much, that is the happiness for us. And if no media covers that, nobody covers that. We give a damn. We give a damn about impact. And if they are earning something, because I know my mother earns through tailoring. What even a single rupee you get in the bank bank account, na that is more than enough for you. So yeah, that is why we move and why we do all those things. Cool. Yeah, there's so many points I want to come back to. Uh, maybe yeah, the first one about the candles. Yeah, I just wondered like so. You wanted to produce candles. You have no clue about candles. So how did you set up the all of that? Like, what did, what did, because I mean, I, I know you now, so I'm sure you were like, yes, let's do it. But then, how how did you manage to do it? Right. So you know, like again, coming back to the network, make connection when you don't need the most. I just went on WhatsApp, on Facebook. We are doing this. Anyone who can train. So one ma'am, Rashmi, Rashmi ma'am, uh, she is like, Amit, I can train the women entrepreneurs. She came to the center. We got the product, manufacturing product from the market, a very, very small quantity. She trained them. We checked the QC quality checking. We did okay. They can make it. End of story. Let's start the production, and we started the marketing. The rest is history. <laughs> That was easy. <laughs> Things are very easy. Like you know, 
the more simple the thing is more you can grow because we all think because we read all the we do mbas we read high high books we go on youtube watch motivational people so only you know the only biggest uh, problem i have with uh, the youtube videos of the big people or anybody with all due respect what you and i go through in our 20s when you start a startup the learnings no one shares that people might be sharing which i don't know but the max which i have seen nobody shares what they go through when they start a startup when they are into 20s 30s what they write in the book or on the youtube okay you have to work smart you have to just work for 8 hours you have to grow a very good network you have to do this do that dude even you haven't done that in your 20s or 30s so after seeing that after reading that youth like you and me who are from a tier 2 tier 3 cities we go into that mindset no we will not make network we will just talk to people who have good money or good knowledge we will work smart we will just work 5 hours a day on a on a on a sofa and we will expect something will come to to help us dude you have to work so this, no one talks about this so i want to make this key you know if you, if you work for 20 hours a day if, if that makes you happy there is no wrong in that so yeah no and it's a very good point and also you know i i oh one thing i notice is all these books are also from american authors so it's such a different context as well and it's important to i mean it's a buffet right you just take whatever can be useful for you but it's as is what you said right everything is 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 not true everything is wrong so how to read that with this mindset of everything is wrong and just okay trying to break down everything that you can and just keep what what could be applied to your own context so you know i think it's a very good point to to share and um no cool okay for the kindle story very interesting and yeah no so i i so i've seen now on on so the the like for example if we go on mitikiran website now or if we look at the activities now it's It's like it's what you have been developing since 2019 um and so i've seen like i've seen so many products from the candles the bottles so like there are like 10 pages of products um yeah i wonder is it like the same woman who so no no you mentioned like you have like communities of women all across india uh so i wonder like yeah do you have a plan of products you want to produce or do you have like ideas of campaign like the candle one and you're like okay let's do something for earth day let's do something for whatever day how how does that work right uh, so i did my backpacking across india uh, so you know after the candles uh, got a lot of success in november i'm like okay let's backpack so again with unknown plan with unknown routes but it got improvised on the journey uh, what i learned ki met a lot of women entrepreneurs from north south east west uh northeast sorry uh assam and also one thing which i learned that middle class upper class lower class you know regardless of that any women who wants to do something they want to do something and they have an inclination towards doing a business or to come out of the comfort zone or to try something else because on a, on a, like you know uh, how so couple of uh, one year back i was talking to someone uh she was an engineer her husband was an engineer and they were doing pretty well but the wife does never worked in a corporate company because she is like her husband is there and the husband passed away and they were very young 
She's like, Amit, I never realized. I used to think that the people who are poor would have been facing this problem. But now I haven't worked in my life. I just have a degree. My husband is not there. What to do? So what we think, even I used to think that only poor people have problem. But you know, everybody has problem. Uh, someone has a, for, as you said, context is different for everybody. So, we, so when I met everyone, they are like, Amit, we want to do something, but we don't know what to do. Or we want to sell something, but we don't know how to do. So now when you go on the big players, a uh, lot of charges are there. You have to be very compliant and you have to be very photographing because it's not wrong from their side because they have grown so much. They have to set up a process. And the women who wants to do something from the rural area, they don't, or the urban, they don't ha- have access to all those things. Because when you start a business, your main focus, okay, okay product should sell, should be selling. And if you f- give time to all the other things, you don't know where you're going. So with, I spoke to my co-founder. I'm like, uh, bro, we already have a platform. So why don't we give open platform for everybody? Let's open that. And why should we restrict to only what we make? So then one, two, three got added. And we made a proper plan what to do. And then COVID happened. So I got stuck in my backpacking in the in Guwahati, Assam for 70 days. Uh, then I came to Pune in the month of May. And the entire 2020 year, we couldn't scale anything because we all know what happened. All our plan for the entire year got in vain. So then we started Humans of Mittikerang podcast to learn more from people. We started masterclass. We had a lot of interns coming in. So that went till the month of December, 2020. Then again, the world started opening up. We are like, okay, we have already uh, wasted one year because we couldn't do what we thought of doing. But uh, we thought, let's do it no matter what. Then we started circulating the Google form wherein uh, any women entrepreneur who wants to sell again, uh, the network which we had, they were already onboarded. The new, you can come on board. So in the, in the month of January, February, uh, we started listing all the products one by one, one by one. We started learning about the GST, the Indian compliance is taxing part. The, the complete tech and finance luckily was taken care by my co-founder, all the legal part. I took care of talking to people. And then one by one, the product got onboarded and then Holi came in. So I was talking to the women group uh, health foundation in Uttarakhand. They're like, keen COVID, we don't know how we're going to be selling the Holi colors. Uh, I'm like, okay, let's try. So one afternoon I was cycling in the, in the road. I spoke to her. She's like, Amit, we also do Holi, but selling and all is a problem. I'm like, okay, let's try. Everybody said, Holi people get outside the shop. Why would they buy online? But someone who haven't sold Holi, 18 days, one eight, we sold 500 boxes across India in the month of March. And uh, again, the first, so this is how you learn and you, how you fail. That's why failing important, failing fast is important. The first consignment of holy colors, the big got broke because of the transportation. Because even the women weren't aware ki how to pack it more efficiently. We weren't aware how it will reach. That was the first learning in like one week. Very frankly, I couldn't sleep the whole night because at MKR, if there is a loss of a single rupee to anybody, me and my co-founder can't digest that. And that is very clear from the day one when we started this. No matter what, there would be not a zero rupee loss for a woman or for the client. If we have to close Mittikarang, we will close and we'll pay everybody. But we will not entertain that. So that has been ingrained in everyone in MKR, you know. So so what happened? Uh, the holy, I literally cried, you know, on that day, like, 
टू मंथ्स बैक की भाई ऑल द पैकेज आई बीन गेटिंग डिस्ट्रॉय फर्स्ट बिग वन नाउ द फर्स्ट एट्टी ऑर्डर्स बिकॉज शी यू नो द बॉक्स पैकिंग वॉज नॉट गुड ऑल द एट्टी ऑर्डर्स वी वे वेरी श्योर इट गो नो बैड सो अन्य फ्रॉम द टीम टेक्सर टू ऑल द क्लाइंट्स की ओके दिस बॉक्स यू माइट रिसीव इन दिस बैड कंडीशन If you receive, let us know. We will do the refund or the new shipment immediately. So we did for few. Someone said, "Ki okay, you can use the colors." But after that, those eighty orders, all the orders perfectly packed. People loved it. This everything we did in eighteen days. So yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think thanks for sharing the story. I, yeah, it's. Uh, It's yeah no it I think it tells a lot when you say that you cannot sleep you know it's um it's just another another you know thing that shows how committed you are um and yeah I think it's I mean when you share you know everyone saying yeah I don't know how to sell and I think in general it's you no know, you are addressing a very big challenge that I, i i see also everywhere you know in in asia and probably in the world but about you know market access for for products made in rural areas and which are good quality products actually but how can yeah how can they sell it how can they market it how, how do you manage to sell across india is it only like social media is it because it's you and you have all your network or is it another another secret recipe Absolutely, I I spoke to a couple of people, you know, who were into e-commerce, and uh, <clears throat> was wanted to learn, you know, what is the best practice because they have been running from couple of years, and we are just like you could say, a, like a fresher into this. When I spoke to them and I told them, "Ki okay, we sold like five hundred boxes in Holi, and now we have received three hundred plus orders in COVID, like you know, uh, with a very tight deadline." They're like, "Amma, this is impossible. We have been running e-commerce for such a long time, and we." Really struggle to get organic orders. So I'm like, why? Uh, because we so they are like we post on Instagram and all those platform. I'm like, okay. And what do you do about, apart from that? They like nothing. So one thing which if you if you want me to tell the uh, the secret USP or anything, you know, this is I have spoken in all my discussion with different different platforms. Again, make connections when you don't need the most from seven years. I just made connections. My mom, my brother, my family were amid layers, stupid. Why do you go and meet someone at three a.m. in the morning at a at a railway station? On weekends, you are not at home. You are just meeting people. You are just like meeting, meeting, meeting. What are you meeting for? I just met them. Just I wanted to meet them. Wanted to learn. So all those network of seven years. So again, there is one more quote which I follow very closely: "Love me or hate me, but you can't ignore me." You be on any damn social media platform, Pinterest, Snapchat, Twitter, Reddit, Quora uh, for that matter, TikTok. When it was in India, then I I won't all the four five other commons LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You go, you will find Mitty Karan and Amijan over there, and that team over there. It's interesting because now that you think about it, it it makes me think that you. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine when you when you go on WhatsApp. And you, and you just click everyone you know and share. So yeah, for the story, if you have Amit on WhatsApp, you should know. But yeah, he, every time there is a new product, you are aware. Everyone is aware, and I think it really, 
And for me, it's okay. You know, I, I know what you do. I don't, I don't mind. And it, actually, I, I bought some products after you sent me a message. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, I was always wondering, like, how does he do that all the time? Why? And yeah, now it makes more sense, like, love me or hate me, but don't ignore me. And I, it's a very... You can't ignore me. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's very interesting, like, how, how, how do you deal with, I'm not sure if you have a lot of haters of people who are like, oh, stop uh, spamming me or whatever, but how does it affect you or you really don't care? Very good point. Okay. Uh, really don't care. Uh, this uh, is not in the dictionary of Mittikarang because no matter what, if anybody gets spammed, anybody is not happy with anything what we do, uh, we try to improvise on that after understanding the context. So that is sorted. <clears throat> now, uh, very good point, Key, you know, how this things happens. Because in 2016, if I correctly remember, Facebook was at the peak in terms of algorithm. Insta was booming. And uh, Twitter was, you know, like, it is what it is. Uh, so everybody told me, Amit, are you mad? I'm like, why? What happened? If you open Facebook, run. If you open Facebook page, Mittikirang. If you open Facebook group, Mittikirang. Instagram, Mittikirang. If you open WhatsApp status, at that time, 2016, I think, it, 2017, it came. Every weekend, every week you send us a WhatsApp, every week you, what you do. Like, why? You know, we are connected with you on one platform. Why are you spamming in that way uh, on other platform? I was very tensed. I'm like, Amit, yeah, this is right. I kept thinking, kept, but I kept doing that. But I kept thinking. After that, you know, this entire uh, analysis I came with, and I tell this to everybody, all the friends, everybody who wants to do, be into social media. I'm like, listen, you take four social media, LinkedIn, Insta, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, on example, on LinkedIn, I have 24K uh, connections. On Facebook, I have through 3K. On Insta, this, 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 these are the numbers. How many connections are able to see the post now? If you see Facebook algorithm, gone. Insta, gone. Twitter, gone. LinkedIn is getting declines one by way. So this is, I learned a very, at a very early stage. There will be 1% to 2% to 5% for that matter people who will be with you on all the platform. 95% will be new on all the platform. And you will be getting to see new people all the time because the people who are on Instagram, for example, 2016, all were on Facebook. All the millennials moved to Instagram in 2017. So the people who only focus on Facebook, now they struggle really hard to get the work done on Instagram. 2018, all moved to Snapchat. 2019, all moved to TikTok. 2020-21, all are moving to LinkedIn because of the algorithm. So the transition, I don't know how, Coming from a BCom background, I understood this very clearly. If you are not keeping happy 5% of the people, it's okay. You can unfriend them from the particular respective social media so they don't get spam. But you have the 95% new people. So who you want to remove? 5%, 95%. You know the answer. It reminds me as well, like the way you communicate. So... You know, in friends, there is a big trend. Now, the, every e-commerce expert or whatever they say this year or next year, I mean, beyond the audio and, and stuff that I don't really know a lot about, but everyone is saying, yeah, the future is on text messages 
No, the regular ones are from your phone that no one uses anymore, like for the past 10 years. And everyone says, and, and it's similar to private WhatsApp messages. But yeah, I think it works. I mean, it's people look at the message. So, yeah, no, I think, and yeah, what you say, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, and being able to see the different trends also. Is it, as you said, something you learn studying commerce or is it just your brain <laughs> that function like this? <laughs> So you know, it will be really funny. What I what I used to do when I used to work in Bank of New York in my job, I used to go on Google. I used to type 2030, 2050, 2090 trends. So you know, I used to. I, I don't know why. I I'm just interested in the future because I love when there is uncertainty, when there is no clear picture, there is no road. You know where we are going and what's going to lie in the future. Because what's trend going to come in 2030, 50, 90, or three, uh, whatever. And for a surprise, when you search on Google, you get the articles which people have written, keeping those years into mindset. So, you know, by reading, 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 I have learned so much on Google. I just type a word, I go on the news and go on the 10th part because those are the parts which no one's read. And those are the ones which are really good because they do, they give a damn about SEO, but the right sense. <laughs> so, you know, all those things, things, things kept coming in my mind. And also to answer your question about how we are able to sell so much in such a less span of time. I don't know if you might agree, but if you talk to anybody who are selling something on e-commerce or selling from the home, okay, according to you, which platform would they recommend to you? Uh, if you ask them on which platform should I go to sell the products, which one would they recommend to you? Maybe Facebook marketplace. Right. And Instagram, because you can make a good profile on Instagram and Facebook and you can sell it. 75% of the sales are happened through LinkedIn for us. Can you believe this? But it happens through you, right? Or does it happen LinkedIn. through... But so like, I, I see your posts, right? Is it, does everyone in MKR post like this on, on LinkedIn? Uh, no. So now, uh, when it, uh, so in Mittikerang, uh, very frankly, we had a big team until February, like 100 presenters. But now we have made the team very, 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 very narrow. So now we just have five people who handle the entire e-commerce and entire all domains we are closing one by one because what we realized that e-commerce is so like you won't believe from 5th April, the time we started this campaign till 25th April, I work 20 hours a day because every day you have to launch a product, run that for 24 hours, kept a target to get 30 orders. You have to make 15 content. You have to talk to the customer, communicate to the vendor. The day has gone. Next day, again, the same exercise. You have to decide which product to sell, how the photograph would look like, how the content would look like, everything, you know, you have to be like, I, you won't believe I literally kept my hand in the water, in the fridge to make it normal. Because every time WhatsApp, I have four mobile, three mobile phones, one laptop. So, you know, that is how, if you work this way, everything is possible. So through LinkedIn, Mittikan account, uh, Mehik, who is a team member, mine account and a couple of three, four uh, member account, we keep pushing on LinkedIn. So link and everybody I talk to on e-commerce or who are doing business, they're like, LinkedIn, are you stupid? This is impossible. I'm like, okay, not a problem. You know, do you, what's the biggest truth in the yeah. world? Everything is a lie. People, yeah. because if <laughs> things works, people would think this is false. I'm like, okay, not a problem. <laughs> You'll make it work. <laughs> do you ever feel overwhelmed? You know, when do we feel overwhelmed? So, Mehik, uh, 
who would uh, contact you with the orders uh, she will contact you so the moment the shopify you know there's a there's a sound of coin if you have been an, on shopify on e-commerce platform the moment it rings i become overwhelmed oh my god we got an order the order would be of 199 or 199 no matter the amount if the ring rings we are again activate for next 2 hours to work more and more so that is why i have the moment it comes in i get enjoy, i i get joy i go and drink water i'm like okay now let's work i see small small happiness you know that really makes a big difference because from birth we have been taught oh you have to do this you have to do that to become happy you have to become something but no one tells us do what to do now how can i be happy now because you can't predict the future no one predicted the covid so i always make sure ki i am happy all the time what i am doing and i try to be happy with every small thing which i do the big thing doesn't excite me but yes the small thing excites me a lot which helps me to get big and again on on you mentioned like curiosity is it's not something you train it's natural because you came from a background with nothing so everything is new and i wondered about your happiness philosophy like how were you always like this uh very frankly yeah so if i when i talk to my mom now i'm like this guy never take tension in life this is like from the birth everyone tells me ki amit like fun, worst thing is he never takes uh, tension but yes he do what he wants to do so no one can stop him <laughs> <laughs> that's really a very interesting character amit <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that. The <laughs> <laughs> good way, the good way. <laughs> no, but that's cool. So, yeah, I, I, with all the tech issues, I have no idea how how long we've been speaking. Uh, but maybe well, let's move towards the last set of questions because, yeah, if, if you work twenty hours a day, I feel bad to take already two hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe just last final question on MKR. Then I have a few questions about about you as a person, but. Um, Yeah, I mean the best way to support MKI is to order, right? Or right. Is, and, is there anything uh, else? Right. And importantly now what we are planning is in Mitikaram we have products made with the, with the great quality uh and also we have been diversifying in terms of product because even I am learning the moment we launch any product uh, it is like most of the time we are launching the product and me and my co-founder ye product exist like does it product exist and people buy like let's try and then we do, we do a like thorough study in that so we have been moving out to more and more new products on board and uh, example we going to be targeting all the daily use products all the festivals mothers day diwali rakhi everywhere and as we talk right now we got an order for 1498 so you know now you will see my different energy right now so <laughs> you know this, this gives me you know like it's like a caffeine for me back like seriously my my uh, okay so uh, we have all the products with the best quality and if you don't like the quality you don't like the product 100% refundable no question asked next year we are planning to go abroad uh, for a beginning target all the indian communities across the globe because they really want the product from entire india from north east from south from east from west we have the bandwidth to ship we going to be again targeting all the festivals outside india because if you go outside your country example you are outside your france you love your country more So you know, in that way. So that is what we do at Amkara. And if you want to support, you can. If you think the product will be helpful for you, go ahead and buy. You you already deliver globally, yeah. right? 
Yeah, yeah we do yeah, that, so, but this year we haven't marketed much because of the COVID issues and all. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, everyone, please order something from MKR if you want to see Amit happy face. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And and what is? I mean, it's a bit linked to 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 both MK. But I mean, you now you're so linked to. I mean, you you and MKR is like one <laughs> one entity now, but I would say like. So two questions in one. The first one is, yeah, what is your maybe dream or vision or very, very long-term goal with Metikerang? And second one, is it related or maybe not? Maybe you have other dreams as well, but how would you like people to know you and remember you for? Cool. Uh, very frankly, you know, this vision, mission, USP and all those things, even I want to go into that okay, we have a vision for this many years. We have a mission for this many years. But when I see the work every day, what we do, and uh, if I look at my past and if I look at, uh, talk to my co-founder, you know, I don't know, but for me, I set target every day for me. Me and my co-founder, we set target every day for both of us. Okay, we know we have to uh, help women entrepreneurs with this uh, amount. We know this much target we have kept for ourselves to sell. We know we have to make 50. So I'll tell you the whole day how we work. So if this can be helpful to any other person, how we work, uh, you know, I'll be more than happy to uh, assist if they want more. So what target do we keep for every day that we have to post 15 content a day on all the platform? Okay, nonstop. We have to keep a target of this many orders should come in. We have to keep a target this many new women entrepreneurs, one, two, three should get on board. We keep a target, ki, okay, this women entrepreneur story should go out. We keep a target, ki, okay, this is the campaign, we have to do that. So this, because of the everyday work, we hardly get time to think at least about five years on the line. And that is, I think, is really good for me because I really want to be what we are doing today and not tomorrow. But yeah, we want to think about that, but the current work is not letting us think. So let's see. <laughs> and... Would you, I, 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 because you're operating a bit like you were operating at the start of <laughs> Mitikering, you know, day to day. We run like a startup. You won't find a single uh, charity or social talk in our conversation when I talk to mm. me, uh, our co-founder or when you go to the website, you go to the social media. We want to run like a startup, like a sports team. Okay, okay. we have to win no matter what. And if you just wondering, but if you, you know, you could go back in time, uh, maybe that's a question someone asked you already, but maybe at the time you were 20 in 2014. So just maybe the day before you start the first thing with before day one of meeting and you can meet younger Amit uh, and tell him something. W would you want to tell him something? And if yes, what would you tell, tell younger Amit? Be what you are. Because whatever I did, my entire career, I'm so happy and I don't want to change anything. I don't want to alter anything. And even if you ask my mom, it's been seven years I've worked with the Bank of New York. Not even a single day when I came home, I cribbed about my job because I was happy. I used to enjoy my job. I used to enjoy my ticket on. I didn't left job because I wasn't happy. I left job because I wanted to do something else. What everyone makes mistake is even I used I was about to do because I used to read books 
and watch YouTube videos that, oh my God, I am so tense about my job. I'm not able to get to my startup. I am a corporate slave. I am this, this, this. No. When someone talks to me like in uh, 2021, what should we do? I'm like, dude, listen. If you are monetarily perfect, go for a startup. But if you are struggling with that, take a job, work for 12 hours a day in the job, come back home, work for eight hours a day for your startup. If you can do this for fucking seven years, you can do anything in life. What mistake we do in our life that we think to run a startup, we have to live the full-time job. And that's where the problem comes in. Because you, you because now people, the people who are working, when I look at them, I sit in front of the mall. On weekends, they enjoy, but I work. So, you know, like grass is always greener on the other side. But in my case, I'm very happy. And to answer your question, if I would have met my younger Amit, I would have been same proud what I am today of myself. No change. Interesting. Um, no, but it's funny. I think you're, you're also very, if I think you know, extreme person in a sense, you know, either <laughs> you are very happy, either you cannot sleep because... Uh, money is not coming or because uh, maybe no, some people might... I can't only I, I only can't sleep when a person who have purchased an item from Mittikarang haven't got the quality or the women who no. are on Mittikarang we didn't pay them that is the only one thing which makes me sad so we just do the right thing if anyone is not happy with the service we are providing and they are paying something only that things makes me sad otherwise nothing can make me sad okay Okay, okay. <laughs> Interesting. And yeah, and coming back to uh, the previous question that maybe this time more personal, but yeah, like how would you want people to remember Amit and know Amit, but maybe more as, not as Mitikerang, but as Amit Jane? Traveler. Traveler. Backpacker. Traveler and backpacker. Okay. And... Um, And yeah, how would you describe yourself in three hashtags? Hashtag backpacking, hashtag so, solo, uh, uh, solo backpacker, hashtag nomad. Cool. Yeah, no, I think we covered pretty much, I mean, not everything, <laughs> but a lot of things. Um, I want to, to end with a final, final question. No, I'm just wondering... So like you, you said, okay, I will say that to my younger self. Would you say this? Would you say something different to your future self? No, actually, because you know, I don't know. This sounds very strange to everybody when I talk to even my mom. How on earth he can be happy all the time? So I just try to do whatever the shit I want to do. So you know, then because I have done already, uh, like whatever, what all I have to do, I have backpack, I have traveled, I have started startup, social group, I have worked everything so there's nothing left very frankly so you've reached all your dreams already yeah because i am from a town wherein this way coming to urban getting a pizza going to a mall was my dream so what <laughs> more can i expect in my life and whatever i get i'm like cool dude i'm happy <laughs> no but it's, it's interesting you know because i've heard stories i mean similar stories where you know you, you maybe people dream to to go to the city have a pizza etc but when 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 they do it, they're like, okay, so now I, I don't have any dream anymore. I don't know what to do. But in your case, you just found another dream in plural. 
Um, cool. And uh, I mean, for me, just speaking to you feels like nothing can stop you. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's fun because, you know, I never like, because whatever I do, I, I do like, it's fun for me. And if I don't like something, I just stop straight away. And same with my co-founder. Like we are very straightforward with that. If we like something, we'll go with that. And we don't entertain any bullshit. So that's why, you know, it keeps us happy all the time. Maybe last final question. Why should people contact you and, and where can they contact you? Well, uh, if you want any help in networking, then is there, but yeah, you can also reach out to me. Need any tips in backpacking. I travel across India with very less amount. So you can contact me. If you're coming to India, do uh, ping me on WhatsApp, LinkedIn, Twitter, Insta, whatever you're on. And lastly, for me, uh, if you think this product, because we have a variety of products on the website, and only if you think it will add value to the product you have, please come forward and, and buy the products. Thank you so much, Amit Bhai. Uh, very <laughs> interesting episode. Um, no, I think, yeah, I, I I will reflect a lot on our episode, I think, because, yeah, so many things I, I didn't hear a lot from other guests or in my conversations with people in general. No, thank you so much, Amit. Uh, most welcome. And uh, also thank you for this amazing podcast, you know. Uh, so this, even we got to know the stories about different people And most importantly, uh, like I always believe in walk the talk and you have already done that by, you know, because you went on the website, you yourself purchased the products which you wanted to give to someone. So you yourself have done it. And when you appeal people to do that, that's really add value. So thank you for again, setting up an example of walk the talk. Yeah, of course. And I hope more people can, can, can buy more of your products. If only that it add values to their life. <laughs> Exactly. Otherwise, not a problem. Congrats for listening until the end of this episode. And as always, you can support Lifeline by sharing this episode with your friends, by subscribing or by writing a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much and see you next time.